you know, I, I think the biggest problem with that last drive was running Mike Davis for negative one yards. I mean, the run game wasn't there all day. Yep. I'm not sure what the point on second and 10 of, of running the ball is. Puts you in third and 11, uh, you know, Teddy takes the sack. And yeah, at that point, you don't really have much choice but to just try the kick. You know, right. nobody thought Gano was going to hit that 63-yarder and beat the Giants either. That's true. That is true. Yeah. The reality is, you're just talking about a superior team uh, in New Orleans, and they just beat you by three. It's not, it's not a huge deal. It's nothing for them to be hanging their heads about. It happens to everybody. They're gonna turn around and, and get this win on Thursday at Atlanta, and just keep it moving, 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 moving. It's the lunch break hot take with Jose and Rodney. All right, all right, let's let's start. All right, start recording. See that now. Oh. I see that now. Are you ready? Okay. All right, what's going on, lunch breakers and takers? This is another episode of the Lunch Break Hot Take. I am Jose. And this is Rodney. And we have finished week yes. seven. <laughs> week seven is in the books. Ravens were on a bye. The Panthers lost a close one. Man, that one hurt. That one hurt my feelings. I, I had that one. I picked the upset and uh, they fell it's just... On you. They were we literally inches game. short from, well, at least getting to overtime. But we're going to talk about that, and we're, <laughs> we're going to get into the rest of the NFL games this week. Yeah, so we're actually going to, once again, attempt hashtag rapid fire, hashtag hyperdrive. We are going for to real. try to, for real, for real. We're going to try to speed through these this time and um, finish at a, at a reasonable time. All right, so getting into the first game, Panthers, the Lucida Saints, 27-24. Close game. They, the Panthers, I, I keep telling y'all, man, they battle every week. They, they fight hard. I don't think they're going to get blown out in any game. And oh, they the, will. They, they will in a couple of weeks. Don't worry. Yeah, I don't, I don't think now, so. Now, you know, Kansas City is going to blow their doors off. I don't but think so. That's okay because Kansas City does that to everybody. And you're absolutely right. It's a, it's a tough, scrappy, gritty team down there in Carolina. They've been close in just about every game. I mean, they lost to Tampa by 14, but I mean, even that that one was closer than that. This week, really, you know, the run game was non-existent, but Teddy played really well against mm-hmm. his, his former team. Yeah. You know, DJ Moore is out there looking like a star. You know, it really came down to the defense could not get off the field on third downs at all. You know, yeah. Their, their third down defense is the worst in the league, and it's by a significant margin. Yeah. But, you know, the reality is they, they got beat by a bit, but they only got beat by three. It's not a huge deal. Right? Yeah. They, they, they got a short week. They got Atlanta coming up on Thursday. That should be a win. Yeah. But yeah, no reason to hang their heads on a, on a three point loss on the road to New Orleans. So how did you feel about the about the play calling at, on that last drive? Because it was fourth and what? Fourth, 15, fourth and forever. Right. Teddy took that sack and it put them. Right there for for a 65 yard field goal attempt, which you know that would have been a record. All right, it's one of those things. It's like okay, you you're literally giving up the game right here because you can't make it. But when he kicked that field goal, I mean, he was he was just short of it. I'm like, man, I, that, yeah, that's his thing. He's got a big leg, and he said, you know, he's he's solid from 64.8. Yeah, um, unfortunately, it was 65 in the game uh, on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I mean, look, they didn't really have a choice at that point. You're not, you're not converting fourth and fifteen. Um, Some people a, think, hey, shot. go for it there. You had a high percentage chance of of winning the game if you just go for it on fourth there instead of kicking the field goal. But not, not, not on fourth and fifteen. 
or no, 19. It was 19. Fourth and 19. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, you're not you're not converting that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's a tough that's a tough choice, man. Having him just miss it, yeah, I can see why. Like you're seeing him kick every every day in practice, and yeah, yeah, like you said, he he has a big leg, and if it could have been fourth to eighteen, then you're at least getting into overtime. So, yeah. but you know, I, I think the biggest problem with that last drive was running Mike Davis for negative one yards. I mean, the run game wasn't there all day. Yeah. I'm not sure what the point on second and ten of, of running the ball is. Puts you in third and eleven. Uh, you know, Teddy takes the sack, and yeah, like I said, at that point, you don't really have much choice but to uh, just try the kick. You know, right. nobody thought Gano was going to hit that sixty-three yarder to beat the Giants either. That's true. That is true. Yeah, it, the reality is you're just talking about a superior team uh, in New Orleans, and they just beat you by three. It's not. It's not a huge deal. It's nothing for them to be hanging their heads about. It happens to everybody. They're going to turn around and, and get this win on Thursday at Atlanta and just keep it moving. True. Now, McCaffrey is back at practice, right? Mm-hmm. But they're not sure if he's going to start for on the Thursday night game or even play for Thursday night. Yeah, they're saying it's a long shot that he plays. My guess is that he'll play. Right. You know, I, I think they're probably just saying, oh, we don't want to. We don't want to say right now that he's playing. And right. yeah, they probably want to let him run through the practice to see how he's feeling. My guess is he'll be out there. But even if he's not, you should be able to handle Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. I do want to, I do want to before we move on, point out that uh, Taylor Moten, once again, dominant, handling uh, Cameron Jordan out there. And you need to call his agent and offer his agent a contract extension yeah. before he hits free agency and you have to franchise him. Yeah, no, I agree. That's that's a piece to the O line that you need to keep as you continue to build that O line. All right. Um, yeah, he's 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 having a really good year, man. He's having a really good yeah. year. Um he's one of the best right tackles in the league, and it is absolutely ludicrous that you're not trying to lock him up right now. Like it's bad enough that you're not trying to sign Curtis Samuel, who is who, you know, is proving to be a, an extremely valuable player. He's every yeah. single third down he's catching the ball. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. You're not tra- you're not talking to him, but to not be talking to Taylor Moten either. Like, I don't know if if Marty Herney put in his six months notice and he's just not doing any more work or whatever, but yeah. they need to get that cleaned up. Yep, I agree. I agree. So let's let's mention real quick, because I, I wanted to segue into the Atlanta, the Atlanta uh Detroit game. But before that, I wanted to mention that Ron Rivera just finished his last uh, treatment for cancer um, over the weekend, right? Yeah. Or last yeah. week. So congrats to him. And it looks like he's, you know, he's he's on the road to, to a full recovery. Yeah, he says the, the doctors told him that, you know, everything looks like it's going in the right direction. So, I mean, that that's outstanding news. Everybody loves Coach Rivera. Sure, sure. You know? So really, really happy to hear that. Glad yep. he's uh he's gonna be back and 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 fine and coaching Washington. That's the unfortunate part. He has to go back to his keep going to his job that he I'm sure hates at this point. Well, but, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure he was loving what happened uh, on Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that next. Let's go to the Atlanta game first as we begin rapid fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Atlanta. Uh, takes the L 23-22 on a last second touchdown. On a game on a game losing go-ahead touchdown for Atlanta. 
TJ Hawkinson got an 11 yard touchdown on the last, literally the last play of the game. The, the clock was on all zeros when he scored. You know, what happened was uh, Atlanta had the ball about a minute left. Todd Gurley running into the end zone realizes, hey, maybe I shouldn't score here so we can keep the ball and drain the clock. Tries to stop. Kind of a big dude. Can't stop. Falls into the end zone. Touchdown. Detroit gets the ball. Game over because you're Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. So. They they find the most creative ways to lose this this year. I'm impressed. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm impressed. I mean, they're doing things I I didn't think you could do as a professional team, and, it, and it's all one team doing it. Yeah, it's funny because you know a similar thing happened in uh, in college uh, with Penn State and Indiana. We don't want to get into that, but it was kind of the same kind of situation. A running back, you know, <laughs> kind of realized too late that they were trying to let him score, ended up in the end zone team ended up losing uh, yeah and it's just one of those things you know situational awareness right? right it's not on Todd Gurley that you lost that game there was a minute left and you let Detroit go all the way down the field and throw a touchdown pass that's not on Todd Gurley right right yeah uh, as we, we should take it back to Thursday uh, the Giants and Eagles game the Eagles win this one 22-21 in that continued battle for the worst division in football history uh, the thing that really stood out from this game was Daniel Jones <laughs> Two things. One, he runs almost as fast as Tyreek Hill, but not nearly as well. Yeah, <laughs> or fast. <laughs> no, no, look, they got the next-gen stats on it. He's almost as fast as Tyreek Hill. Tripped over, I think it was like the 15-yard line. When he was he was out in front of everybody. At, their, at, their max, at the max speed, maybe, they're running at yeah. the same max speed. I'm pretty sure, one, I'm pretty sure Tyreek Hill can kick it into another gear. Two, he hasn't. Well, he he, he hasn't he hasn't needed to. Two, the the acceleration is not on the same stratosphere. I, I didn't say acceleration. Okay, I said he runs as fast as Tyree, even even if that's for only half a second at their peak. <laughs> that's all I said. He runs almost as fast as Tyreek Hill, but uh, like I said, not nearly as well because Tyreek doesn't fall over himself. Daniel Jones out in front of everybody. You know, the defense chasing him down, wondering how did they end up in this position? And then all of a sudden he stumbles, but he keeps his feet. That's the thing. He tripped, the, yeah. but he kept going forward. He kept giving the Giants fans hope. <laughs> he, he got he made it another six, seven yards before he tumbled to the ground, tried to pop up, and basically got a clothesline from, from one of the Eagles defenders to, to put him down for thing, good. It, look, lucky for him, they scored on a drive. So no harm, no foul. But I mean, they still end up losing the game. But and I couldn't help but to think, man, if this happened at the end of the game, oh man, yeah. Like we're already making memes of it, but that would have been one of the worst things for you know. I mean, like his career isn't going well, but that would have been a killer. That he said he he tripped because he was trying to run faster than he was already going, which I can see that you can't physically do that, Daniel Joe. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a miracle you hit the speed you did. When he you needed look, to throttle down and close and coast into the end. Well, yeah, that and you could see the expression on his face. You could tell one, he's gassed, right? Like yeah. the, I mean, he his face looked like, I mean, it, he was in pain moving that fast. <laughs> he just couldn't believe it. And, and I'm then, sure he was. I mean, he had run for 80 yards at time, you know, as fast as he could. Yeah, and then he realized, I can't do this, you know. And then <laughs> you know, I, and I'm 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 about to fall, and I'm trying to keep my balance and. You know, like, yeah, it, it went it went all bad for him. 
But it's like, you know, videos at the end of a marathon where people's muscles are locking up on them and they just can't do it. Like you can see how badly they want to cross the finish line. It's not even about winning anymore. They just want to get it done and they just cannot move. But at least he held on to the ball. You know, he didn't drop the ball or something like that. We stumbled to the ground. That had been worse. Yeah, no, it would have been worse, but not by much. Um, So this is another situation. You know, the Giants were up 21-10 with four and a half, five minutes left. Yeah. And their defense gave up a couple scores to the Eagles to lose that one by one. So it's funny. You know, we're laughing at Daniel Jones for, for tripping on national TV, but this loss is not at all. No, it's not. Even though he fumbled on the last play. Of the game. Even, yeah. Even though he turned it over twice. That's not, that's neither here <laughs> nor there because he should not have been in that position to try to be going for a game winning drive with less than a minute left and no timeouts. No, I agree. Okay, so moving on, again, this is the, the Jets. We don't like to talk about the Jets. They went down to the Bills 18-10. to 10. The Bills kicked six field goals and still won a game somehow, and that somehow is Adam Gase and the Jets, and that's all we have to say about them. It must feel good to be able just to have an off day and, and still get a win. Yeah, yeah, because like, the Bills didn't play well. They didn't play the Bills well. Bills did not play well. And I felt like they just kind of – they just kind of you know t- toned it down a little bit they say hey look you know just go out there we're working on a couple of things don't it's the jets don't worry about it okay we're, we're yeah gonna, and we're, and you know what you didn't have to worry about it no they, they six field goals and you won by eight points the yeah look the only thing to discuss when we're discussing the jets is when is adam gates going to get fired that's the only thing mm-hmm. so and but that's that's it we can move on yeah next up is the bengals and the Browns. This is actually a pretty good game. Uh, <laughs> the Bengals, you know, they, they, they're playing, you know, sort of like Carolina. They're playing better every week, at least on offense. The defense is terrible. They, they don't, they're, they're not into their rebuild on defense yet. But on offense, you know, they've got Joe Burrow, they got AJ Green, they got T. Higgins, you know, yep. they got Tyler Boyd. So, you know, they're, they're, they're coming together over there. You know, the line has been playing better uh, in recent weeks. Than they, than they were at the start. Uh, but they ended up actually losing this one 37-34 because Baker Mayfield showed up and played like the number one overall pick for, for once. What? He started the game 0 for 3. Uh, he threw an interception on his first pass, first pass attempt. On that same play, Odell Beckham tore his ACL, so he's out for the year. Baker went on to complete his next 22 in a row. And threw five touchdowns, including the game winner with about 20 seconds left to Donovan Peoples-Jones. So you know what that means, B. The problem all along was Odell. Oh, I thought you were going to say that uh, next week he's going to play like trash. Well, look, listen, listen. Uh, I'm not going to predict that for Baker. I'll just say I don't feel confident uh, in the next <laughs> game. But look. Baker is not complete garbage. Like he has some good games. He's up and down. The problem with Baker is his is consistency, his lack of consistency. And a team that's stacked like like Cleveland. I know, I know I had to pause for a second. <laughs> a team that's stacked like Cleveland. I mean, they do have some talent there. You know, how much time do you want to spend on a guy hoping that he becomes more consistent, becomes a quarterback that you need him to be in order for your team to go somewhere? Well, I'll tell you, they're five and two right now. So yeah. the answer to that question is nine more games. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. You think they'll stick with him throughout the whole season? 
Yeah, I think they'll stick with him for the rest of the year, and then I'll think, I think they'll be looking for a new quarterback after yeah. this season. Yeah. Or should be, anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, look. Yes, Baker has played better without Odell. But, I mean, really what you're talking about is his rookie year when they didn't have Odell. That's when he played his best. And he had mm-hmm. an awful year last year. And, you know, outside of this game, he's had a pretty awful year this year. Um, yes, Odell went down early and he and it is ha- so just so happened that this was his his best game so far. Um, do you want Yeah, and it also just so happens that it came against the worst defense they've played. Well, yeah, that too, right? Like that too. Yes, he played he can play well against bad defenses. Good. Mm. <laughs> you know, that's that's good. Um, I don't know. I I'm I'm still not a believer in Baker, but look, props on a good game and um yeah. Five and yeah, no, that's it. That's Pops it. Pops on a good game. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Next up is Green Bay in Houston. Uh, this is a bounce back game for Aaron Rodgers after after he had a, a nightmarish week against Tampa Bay. Uh, Green Bay won thirty five to twenty. Aaron threw for two hundred and eighty three yards, and a hundred and ninety six of them went to Dev- Devontae Adams. Wow. Uh, so I don't know what Houston was doing in terms of trying to cover Mr. Adams, but it did not work. This is why it's important to have a, a true number one, like a really good top end wide receiver, because even when a defense knows that's going to be a target, there's nothing they can do about it. Right. Green Bay was without Aaron Jones. Uh, you know, they're, they're starting running back, one of the better running backs in the league. And it just it didn't matter. You know, they yeah. targeted. Uh, Devonte Adams, sixteen times he caught thirteen of them. You know, like it's a guy. You, you know, if you really want to compete at a high level in the NFL, you have to have guys like that. Yeah, who just can't be stopped. Yeah, I agree. Good win for for the Packers. A bounce back win off. You know, coming off a loss from last week, and Houston. Look, they're just going to struggle through the rest of this year, man. But when it gets to the off season, hopefully they'll retool and and. and I don't know how they're going to retool because that drops them to one and six, which means that the Miami Dolphins are going to be picking in the top five in the first and second rounds oh, because they right. have Houston's picks. Uh, first and second? First and second. Oh, man. Uh, uh, it's, well, it's, it's rough. It's well, real rough. It's going to be a really high quality third round pick, I guess. <laughs> it better be. <laughs> it better be. Uh, next up, the. Dallas Cowboys and the Washington football team. Mm. I mean, just okay. Andrew Andrew Dalton was the victim of a vicious uh, uh, personal foul in this one. He was scrambling. He went to slide. John Bostic lowered his shoulder and aimed directly for his head, knocked his helmet off. I mean, it looked like Dalton was unconscious for a minute. Yeah, but uh, he he came out of the game, you know, straight into the concussion protocol. He's not playing this coming week. Uh, so hopefully, you know, Andy, Andy heals up real soon. Um, he wasn't playing particularly well before that happened. No. He was nine for 19, 75 yards and an interception. But J- Dallas is just all out of sorts. Man, I picked Dallas to win this game because I'm like, look, it's Washington. They don't have yeah, it's, anything. It's Dallas. It's, it, look, on paper, I can look at that and be like, look, Dallas is still a more talented team. They're playing bad, yeah. but they're a more talented team. So yeah, it's a rivalry game. I thought they would, you know, rise to the occasion, and they got the brakes beaten off of them. Yes, they did. Like I don't want to hear any more talk about is Dak worth it. I I know when Dak got hurt, a lot of people were saying that he 
should have taken that deal that they offered them, right? Mm-hmm. Even though you and I laugh at that, laughed at it, like, look, that, that injury doesn't mean anything. He's still going to make a boatload of money. But yeah, now, man, heel. yeah, 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 that, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, he's fine. He's fine. It's not a torn ligament or anything like that. He's fine. Um, but looking at how they're playing without him, like it feels like as the weeks go on, he can just add another million dollars to his asking price. By the time the offseason comes, you're gonna be like, Yeah, I, I need 55 million a year now. And by the time the offseason comes, he's gonna be saying, Please don't franchise me. <laughs> I, I wanna, I'm trying to get out of here because this is disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, Dak, Dak looked like he's the only thing that was going, going right in Dallas. Yeah. And he was, uh, you know, Ezekiel Elliott had a couple of the lost fumbles last week. He did not. I don't believe he lost a fumble this week, but he did uh, let a pass, you know, clang off of his hands for an interception. So he's keeping his uh, his streak going. Next week, Dallas is going to be starting Ben DiNucci. So I'm going to be picking against Dallas again next week. I never even heard of that guy. Yeah, he's from James Madison. That's why. Mm. That's why. Uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 awful over there. They just traded Everson Griffin to Detroit for a conditional sixth round pick. So they're kind of I don't know why they would be doing this in that division, but I think they're kind of packing it in for the yeah. year. It, it, right. Uh, I mean, it, you're always one game away in the NFC East. Yeah, literally, <laughs> it's one game away from the first pick or division championship, whatever. You're, you're one game away from whatever you want. In the yeah. NFC East, yeah, <laughs> but you know, no Dak. Uh, I guess they they're kind of they're shutting off the lights and, and locking the doors. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's gonna get paid. Yes. Okay, all right, yes, all right, yes. all right. Look, rapid fire, active. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> all right, next up, <laughs> that was probably the worst place to do this because next up is Pittsburgh in Tennessee, the biggest game of the week. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh gets the win, twenty-seven, twenty-four. They were they were dominating in the early parts of the game, and then their offense kind of slowed down. They let Tennessee get back into it. Ben Roethlisberger actually finished with two touchdowns and three interceptions. Yeah, uh, but but Tennessee just kind of kind of ran out of time, I guess you, you could say. Um, the first real good win of the season for Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, you know, like I said, Roethlisberger didn't play particularly well uh, all day, but that's a that's a quality win for the Steelers. And so they are the only undefeated team left in the NFL at six and zero. For now, for now, I'm glad they're undefeated because when they play the Ravens, I, I want, I want to give them their first L. So, yeah, okay, well, look, good know, win. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. You know, we got Yannick Ngakwe now. I don't think we talked about that on the last podcast. So let's let's mention that real quick. The Ravens traded for Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, what did they give up? A third round pick and a fifth, a conditional fifth. Yes. So. Yeah. You know, two. You know, we got another quality edge rusher added to that yeah, already that bring, good defense. That brings them to two. Yeah. Well, hey, so, look, we got we got two quality edge rushers. Um, mm-hmm. The defense is really good. The defense yeah. is really good. So I'm excited about that. Now, the other thing is today they officially signed Des Bryant to the practice squad, and um, yeah, I'm not excited about that at all. To me, that's a nothing move. So I'm not going to spend. I don't know why time. we. I don't know why anybody's reporting on practice squad players. If I'm being honest. Yeah, well, look, he used to be he used to be a good player. So um, he's a practice squad player now. Yeah, he is. That's exactly what it is, and that's how I look at it. So, as far as I'm concerned, we haven't got, gotten Lamar any help yet. So, 
the trade deadline hasn't hit yet. We'll see what they do. Uh, there was a report that the Ravens did make an offer for Zach Ertz before he got hurt. That didn't uh, that didn't come through. So we'll see if they try to make any other moves before the trade deadline. But right now, look, the defense looks really good. They look really good before they brought in Yannick, but um, they got better. They got a little bit better. But yeah, but Yannick's not going to block TJ Watt. TJ Watt, which is really the uh, yeah. the issue for Baltimore, is yeah. the line is not playing well at all. The receivers are not playing well. And Lamar's kind of in a, a no win situation on offense, right? Yep. Now they can they can continue to beat up on bad teams, uh, but yeah, we're gonna uh, this this week at Pittsburgh is a is a, an important game or against Pittsburgh they're playing in Baltimore. Yeah, um, you know they they got embarrassed a little bit against Kansas City. You know they haven't really played anybody since then. So you want to see how they show up for for one of the better teams in the league. Sure, sure. Now, and Pittsburgh has a really good offense as well. Not as good as Kansas City, but a really good offense and a good defense. But, you know, I think the Ravens will play a more focused game against them. Look, that's that's our, our division rival. We always play a close game against them. So I don't think it's going to be a blowout one way or another. It'll be a close game, but I'm going to pick the Ravens to win that one. But we will find out. Yeah. Up next, Tampa Bay and the Las Vegas Raiders. This is a team in Tampa Bay who has one of the top defenses in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, just dropped 45 on the Raiders in a 45-20 to, uh, win where Tom Brady threw for 369 yards, four touchdowns, and zero interceptions, and they are adding Antonio Brown. Yeah, yeah, they also signed so, Antonio Brown, so I'm disgusted. That's a, that's, a, that's a pretty scary team right now. I didn't think that they were going to be real contenders in the offseason because I didn't really think that Tom would be able to carry him. But then they went and got Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski, and it, it looks kind of different now. Yeah. I know some people have said, look, you're adding a bunch of names to an offense, and you have a lot of moving parts. You know, It never works out. And I do tend to agree with that notion, but – it's not really a lot of moving parts. Um, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, they've been there playing mm-hmm. for uh, Bruce Arians. That defense been there uh, playing for Todd Bowles, right? Like the team, the only thing that's new is Tom Brady, Gronk, and AB. Yeah. All right. So that's not it's not that many moving parts, man. And listen, it, it, if you add the right parts, it doesn't really matter if they're moving. <laughs> you know, like the the Rams a few years ago, they added a ton of players in the offseason. They, they they were extremely aggressive trading draft picks, uh, and they ended up in the Super Bowl. They yeah. didn't win it because Jared Goff is Jared Goff, but, you know, it, it's, it's more about who you add than how many people you add. Yeah, and A.B., he fits anywhere. So it's not like yeah. he's going to come in there. It's going to be a chemistry issue. And that's another thing, too. When you have truly elite wide receivers like him, like Bernard Hopkins, they just come. It's, they're, they're literally plug and play. You hear that term plug and play. That's who they are. They don't need chemistry with the quarterback. They just come in there. Bernard and Hopkins, the of course, being the longtime middleweight champion of the world. Uh, Jose is referring to DeAndre Hopkins, who plays football. What did, I, what did I say? Did I say Bernard Hopkins? You said Bernard. Yeah. I said Bernard Hopkins. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know why? Because I was watching this documentary and he was he was in it. I was watching this boxing documentary just just a, a few minutes ago, and he was he was in it throughout the whole thing. So I was thinking, <laughs> I, I think of Bernard Hopkins and and this this other boxer coming up called Lil B Hop. But yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, De- I'm sorry, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, you know, AB those type of wide receivers, um, they just go out there. And it's it's like, look, just throw me the ball, right? I don't, yeah. I don't need to be on 
we don't need to have chemistry. It's good if we have chemistry. We don't need to have chemistry. I'm going to run my route as we discussed, and you throw the ball within that vicinity, and I'm going to catch the ball because that's just what I do. Yeah. You know, unless your name is Odell Beckham and you have to play with Baker Mayfield, who is in fact toxic. <laughs> uh, rapid fire moving on yeah next up i don't even want to talk about this one san francisco and new england cam was awful for the awful. second second week in a row they will uh new england lost this one 33 to 6 uh like I said, it's not it's not all on cam the entire offense is awful but it, it was it was tough to watch I'm he eventually right got now. benched in the second half for jared stidham who who it, it's funny he came in and played exactly the same as Cam. <laughs> it was crazy. I'm going to say this right now. Um, I think Cam still has, he still has some lingering effects from the coronavirus. Like it's possible. I mean, it, it's also possible that, I, you know, I, I saw one of his interceptions. I mean, I saw all of them, but one of his interceptions, he just kind of, he dropped back and just threw it as far as he could. Yeah. And I think that he is extremely frustrated by the fact that nobody in New England can get open. Yeah. And like, you know, on that play, he just he just launched it. And it was like, you know, a good five yards past his receiver. There were a couple of defenders there and one of them caught it. But, you know, I mean, it was like he didn't even look anywhere else. I think that I think it's a mental thing right now for him where it's just he thought he was going to be in a better situation playing for Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. And they haven't brought in any receivers. And Kill Harry's not working out. Julian Edelman has been banged up. And they just cannot get anything going on offense. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, look, we all know Belichick's resume. So we believe he can he can write the ship. So we'll see what adjustments they make. You know, hopefully they sit down and, you know, he just tells Cam, look, just calm down. We'll get back to basics, you know, and uh, we'll get on our, on the right track. And hopefully they ask somebody by the trade deadline. Yeah, they've got a, a tough stretch coming up uh, next week against Buffalo is an absolute must win for them if they yeah. want to keep their playoff hopes alive for this season uh moving on we got the chiefs and the broncos this one was kind of funny to me just because i uh, some of the commentary i saw on twitter mm-hmm. where uh kansas city was struggling a little bit early and, and i saw people saying that uh it's because denver was able to get to pat mahomes you know and the offense only had 10 points uh and i just saw it and i was like no they have 10 points because they scored a touchdown on defense and a touchdown on special teams and they ended up with 43 points total. <laughs> Kansas City won that game 43 to 16. So it's like, yeah, okay, you got to Pat Mahomes a little bit. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, man. They're going to make the adjustments. They have the weapons. They're going to figure you out. Yeah, he, he got sacked three times. He only threw for 200 yards, and they scored 43 points. Look, get, being able to get pressure on Mahomes matters when you're able to also put up points. That's when it matters. If you're able to score right along with them and you're able to get them off the field every now and then, that's when that's when you can have success against them. If you want to do yeah. one of those things, then it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter at all. doesn't matter at all. And, and really, the sacks part doesn't matter at all. You just have to score points. <laughs> I mean, that, uh, well, that's what it is. Uh, score points. You have to score more points than your opponent, obviously. But yeah. being able to get him off the field every now and then. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what that's where you you have success. If you're able to just keep up with the scoring and then especially later in the game, like in the second half, you, you give them the stall in a couple of drives or you force a turnover. That's when things start to play to your advantage and you can win a game. That's exactly how the Raiders won their game. 
Yeah, but they yeah they scored forty points. That that that's what I'm saying. Like well, whatever yeah. else, whatever else. But they happens. also forced. They also got turnovers. Yeah, but, but that's what I'm saying. Whatever else happens, they've lost ten times with Pat Mahomes, and in those losses, they average thirty points. Yeah. So yeah, you you want to get key stops anytime you can. You want to get pressure on Mahomes whenever you can. But man, the fact is, you better come in there looking to put up forty, or you are not going to beat. Yep, I agree. Uh, next up, this is a, a, another one that was uh, more entertaining than I than I thought it would be. Jaguars and the Chargers. Justin Herbert picking up his first professional win and continuing to look like maybe he should have been the first pick. Yeah, he looks good. He looks good. Yeah, another 347 yards and three touchdowns, along with 66 yards rushing and another touchdown. Yeah, he, he's got all the weapons there too, man. Keenan Allen continued to look like a beast. Mm-hmm. Mike Williams is a beast. Yeah, he don't like throwing at Mike Williams, though. I noticed that because Mike Williams is on my fantasy team. It's not looking <laughs> great. Um, but no, you know, it, it, it was a it was a really good win for them. He he's played well since he's gotten into the lineup. This is the first time they've actually gotten a win. Uh, there were rumors about Gardner Minshew losing his job if they didn't win. The, they didn't win, and I haven't heard anything. So you know, I don't know. We'll see. Okay, but. You know, this is another another time where Jacksonville, look, Gardner Minshew, I don't think he's been playing particularly well, right? But their defense has given up over 30, and I think it's six straight games. So, yeah. you know, there's not a whole lot that you can really expect when you're the Jaguars. I mean, you're not, you're not putting up 30 every week and winning those games. They started out the season a little bit more competitive than people thought, and the talk was, oh, well, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe you, you know, we threw dirt on them too early, and, and you know they're you know they look they they know what they're doing. No, this is turned out exactly how we thought it would turn out. Yeah, uh, the Monday night game, Chicago Bears, L.A. Rams. Rams win it twenty four to ten. Wasn't that close? No. Nick Foles without when <laughs> Nick Foles is out there with a uh, two hundred and sixty one yards, no touchdowns, couple interceptions. He he was on the ground a lot. You know, th- thanks to that that Rams front. Um, the offense didn't score a touchdown. They they got their touchdown from Eddie Jackson. Hold on. All right. Yeah, they got their one touchdown from a uh, fumble recovery return for a touchdown by Eddie Jackson, but it was 24 to three at that point. So, I mean, this, this game was never, never in question. Like we said, the bears are fraudulent. They, they, they showed it this week. I don't think, even though they are I think, five and two right now, I think that you can kind of count them out of the playoffs at this point. <clears throat> I can't. I'm not gonna count them out. Counted out. Oh, I'm yeah. not gonna count them out yet. That defense ain't fraudulent, man. That defense is for real. The, yeah, the defense is fine, and their quarterback is Nick Foles. And yeah. Tariq Cohen's out for the year, and they keep giving the ball to Cordero Patterson. Nick Foles was calling out uh, Matt Nagy a little bit for Ooh. their for his play calling. He told some members of the ESPN crew <clears throat> that sometimes he'll he'll get the play call in, and he immediately knows. He's not going to have enough time to run that play. Like that, that you, you know, the line's not going to protect him long enough for him to actually run that play. I wow. feel like he he said that to them with the understanding that they would not repeat that on the broadcast. But they went ahead and repeated that on the broadcast. Oh. So I, I'm sure that I'm sure that he's having an interesting week with his coach. But <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it, it's true, right? Like they're not a particularly dangerous offense, you know, despite the fact that they have Allen Robinson and you know. Uh, Mooney and, and even Anthony Miller playing playing all right. You got David Montgomery back there. 
who apparently David Montgomery has the feet of Saquon Barkley, the vision of Le'Veon Bell, uh, and a couple other things. Like he's the, apparently the greatest <laughs> running back prospect yeah. in the history yeah. in the history of football. We've never seen but, him before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, when when Nick Foles is your your quarterback and your line's not doing a great job, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So, all I all I heard right there is Mr. Bisky warming up. <laughs> you know he's coming back in the lineup. To be honest, I'm not sure why he's not back in already. I mean, you 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 benched him when you were three and zero. How is uh <laughs> how are you better now at five and two? Well, because Nagy always wanted Nick Foles. They brought him in. Mm-hmm. It was already predetermined that Nick Foles was going to be the starter at some point. It's just that Mr. Bisky played better than him, you know, uh, to start the season. So they had to kind of go with that, but. The minute he saw opportunity to bench him and put in Nick Foles, his guy, he did it. But now that Nick Foles is talking uh, about him behind his back, maybe that's not his guy anymore. Right. It's not. Um, it's, it's it's not about performance, right? It's not about your performance. It's not meritocracy. It's all politics. Okay. Mm-hmm. And right now, uh, the winds might be changing in the direction of one Mitchell Trubisky. So the last game, probably the best game of the week. Uh, Seattle and Arizona. Arizona pulled off the win 37-34 in overtime. Yeah. This one featured 750 yards passing, uh, six touchdowns, four interceptions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and another, another, another about almost 150 yards rushing from the quarterbacks uh, <laughs> with, with one touchdown for Kyler Murray. It also featured a 90, I believe it was a 90 yard interception return by Buda Baker, which did not go for a touchdown because DK Metcalf is a freak and yeah. ran him down. Yeah. It looked like he ran him down like five steps too. He has some long strides. <laughs> I was sitting there watching. I was like, this has to be what it feels like when like Jason is coming after you. Like, you weren't getting away. <laughs> and they didn't score on that drive either. <laughs> no, they didn't. They didn't. That was it. That was was a big that was a big deal yeah. uh buddha baker hopped up got to the sidelines and was like yo how'd he catch me yeah what happened <laughs> did you guys see him <laughs> <laughs> yeah no um great game to watch man like, everything yeah. that you want to see in the game it was it was fun to watch and um tyler yeah. lockett had an absolutely ridiculous uh toe drag touchdown in, in this one yeah uh you know deandre hopkins had a couple deandre hopkins catches I mean, yeah. it was it was extremely fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, and fun also game. extremely depressing if you are a Raven. Yeah, you know, look, there's a lot of teams that when I watch the games, I look at, I'm like, man, I wish we had him. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna go on a rant. We we we, we finished our rapid fire. I'm not gonna spend another 20 minutes ranting about the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just gonna say, um, trade line, the, the trade deadline is is approaching. We still have it. We still have time to get somebody and I hope we do it. And if we don't, like I said, I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm just going to move on and root for the Ravens. And if we come up short, then I'm going to be questioning the coaching staff and I'm going to be questioning Eric DaCosta. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, if you're putting your, your faith in the, in the defense and not in elite MVP Lamar, then you get what you get. So uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. I mean, Seattle just got their first loss. Yeah. First loss of the season. It was by three in overtime. And the reason that it's their first loss of the season is despite the fact they have a terrible defense, they have built, you know, they, they've put a lot of weapons around their elite. Yeah. 
and that is how you win in the NFL in 2020. I agree. Baltimore needs to wake up to that. Yeah. Like I said, we still have time. We'll see what else they do. We have an excellent defense. We still look, we still have Lamar. Like we are a good team overall. We just need more. If we want to win a Super Bowl. that's what we're talking about. I'm not talking about anything else. I'm not talking about, Oh, there's still a good team. Yeah. We know we're a good regular season team. We're going to finish 12 and four or something like that. All right. Mm-hmm. It's not what it's about. Can we win a Super Bowl? So right. and, until we do the moves that we need to, to make the moves that we need to make, I'm going to continue to, you know, speak my mind about it and you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully they do it. And if they don't do it, then like I said, I'm still going to root for them, but it is what it is. Absolutely. Uh, so that, that wraps up week seven. <clears throat> Carolina is playing Thursday night against Atlanta. Baltimore has their first matchup with the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday. So pretty big week coming up. You yep. know, we'll, and we'll be back with some preview videos uh, and a in a week eight wrap up uh, probably next Wednesday. Yeah, we always shoot for Tuesday, but expect Wednesday, maybe Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Not Wednesday. We'll get out on Wednesday. We'll get out on Wednesday. But um, yeah, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening and we will see you guys next time. Peace out. Lunch breakers and takers. If you like what you hear, you can go to anchor.fm slash LBHT slash support and support the show for as little as 99 cents a month. You can also support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, don't forget to check out our website at www.lbhtshow.com. And make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at LBHT Show. And thanks for spending your lunch break with us. We'll see you next time.